So I'm just leaving the home and again it's always hard to leave because you you know you want to spend as much time with mum and it's um it's a really it's a weird feeling because every time I leave I'm there as her daughter, as her, you know, I'm no longer fully caring for her because she's in a home. Um, but you have to have a... It's like there's a part of you that has to shut down to be able to cope with leaving. Um, I don't know if anybody else has felt that. Um, it'd be interesting to... Um, and I've always compartmentalised my feelings... Um, but still, yeah, I, and I've had to shut, there is a part that has to shut down to enable me to leave without bursting into tears or, you know, um, <clears throat> feeling that guilt or, um, just feeling, you know, really upset with the fact that I have to walk away. So, um, yeah, it's another day. I'm going to be here tomorrow. So, um, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. It's a lot milder today, so that's nice. Um, it's still too cold for mum to come out. And, you know me, I can't stop by a tree without looking to see whether it's got seeds. That's the creative gardener in me. Anyway, look at this. It's like a fir tree. And I'm not sure whether these are the seeds, but, um... Who knows, I'll give it until um, I've got to leave and then I'll see if they want to come with me. <laughs> Although I don't know whether you can do that, can you? Take seeds abroad, um, unless they're packaged. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm feeling a lot better and I'm going to go and um, I've got some things that I need to pick up. Yeah, so I will connect tomorrow and upload as much as I can and uh, share thoughts and oh, seen some other lovely flowers. So as I spoke in the earlier recording that you just heard, I had just left the um, care home that my mother is in. But I needed to um, not only address the part of the areas of your life or your emotions that you would shut down, but looking at ways in which you could deal with it. And as I cared for my mother who was living with dementia and she's unable to look after herself, I went through a range of emotions to deal with the situation. The emotions included sadness, loss, guilt, anger, and so many more. Now there wasn't a manual that could help me identify or avoid them. And over the years I had to find ways to navigate the onslaught of emotions that came sometimes solo, but very often alternated at different times, and they came all at once without notice. And I don't think it's just people who are carers who have this um, emotional on-off switch, but I think most people, most of us have an on-off switch when dealing with stress on a, a reoccurring basis. And the switch becomes activated to enable 
us to cope with these difficult circumstances and situations. So I found over the 17 years of looking after mum and more recently since she was in a home that I developed ways to deal with this situation to help me get through the day to day. When you work in the care profession, so be it a doctor or a nurse or you know anybody that's looking after people, um, it's natural to access this emotional off switch as they deal with sickness and death as a regular occurrence. And it can sometimes come across as if they're cold and uncaring when dealing with sensitive situations because they're so used to, you know, it's just like we lost two people yesterday and now I'm dealing with the family. Yes, this was expected. I mean, that's what I got told once, um, or not once, um, that it was what they expected. And I was just like, but it wasn't what I expected. And this was when my brother passed. It was just like, this is not what I expected. You know, so I want you to do something about it. He's not breathing. And it was just, oh, but, you know, we knew this was coming. And it was just like, but that's so insensitive. Um, so I learned to flip the emotional switch when I began to care for mum. And I couldn't think about the impact of caring for her as her daughter or the impact to the family while I cared for her. I made sure that all her physical and emotional needs were taken care of, but I didn't think about how I felt as her daughter, as there was too much to be done. I just got on with it. So now that mum's in a home, my thoughts only rest on how she's been looked after, what I observe in the interactions with the staff and the residents and making sure that I notice any changes that may be taking place. One of the worst emotions that I have ever felt was walking away from the home knowing that she couldn't do the same when she was ready. And despite feeling sad, I had to put on another brave face, be upbeat and cheerful but I wondered whether I was able to fool my mum. But you don't really hear people talking about it. And the two years um, that mum has been in the home, I've kept my feelings tightly on lockdown. The reality of it is that whilst I don't want mum to be in a home, there isn't anything I can do about the situation at the moment to change it. So you have to decide how you can come to terms with those things that you cannot change, how you will allow it to affect you. The thoughts of abandonment that I feel, how will I deal with that? And all the other things that call you to trust on those who work in the care profession, that are they there because they want to be? Or are they just trying to make money? It calls for a certain level of trust and faith that she is surrounded by people who value life and are treating the elderly residents with love and care. But in the filing cabinet of the mind, you put the locked down emotions in a hidden file and you don't ever call the file up to review. 
Though you know that you will have to someday, but for now, you lock the door, swallow the key. Otherwise, every time you walk away, you won't be able to stop yourself from crying. But how do you open up? Once you've flipped the switch and shut down all those areas emotionally, how do you reset? This is a question that I pondered on for quite a bit. For a long time, I didn't want to think about it, let alone write about it. But at some point, you have to acknowledge and deal with it for your loved one's sake as well as your own. I found recently that when I acknowledged the emotions and shared them, that I heard from so many others who were going through or who had gone through the same situation and I wasn't alone. Some people shared their heart and thanked me for sharing mine. Others wanted to reassure me that I wasn't, you know, this bad person that I thought I was and that, you know, I was doing all I could. Others felt that I shouldn't be talking about the emotions in an open way. Now, I understand that some people are not comfortable discussing these things and they may look, they may look or have to look at other ways that they can come to terms with the issues that they face. But it's almost like the critic, you know, saying, oh, who do you think you are? You know, they're not helping you. They're dealing with the issues that they're facing and making you feel guilty by saying, well, you shouldn't share that in an open forum. You shouldn't tell people how you really feel. You shouldn't put it on Facebook. You often feel isolated enough as a carer and you go it alone, soldiering on without realising that when you shut down those areas, it very subtly begins to affect other areas of your life. So I felt that my voice was being affected. It felt like there was a giant lump in my throat and I couldn't express myself. And every time I thought about how I felt as mum's daughter or the impact of the 17 years of, you know, not being home with my family or, you know, my son um, not seeing me for, say, four out of the seven days of the week, how it felt... I, I, I couldn't, and this lump just, it felt as if I was being choked. And that's where you begin to isolate yourself even more, because if you feel that you can't express yourself, nobody will understand, or people don't want you to share because of their own, whatever they're going through, you hide yourself and lock yourself away. But over the years of gathering first-hand experience, I've been able to share what I've learnt and presented at conferences and seminars and workshops in England, France, Norway, Montserrat and Barbados about the effects of care on the carer and the use of arts in care. The more I shared the practical side, not the emotional side now, I mean, I touched on the emotional side, the more people expressed support because it helped them talk about their situation. 
It helps non-carers relate and emphasise with those who are carers, finding ways that they could offer help and look for strategies for creating a support network. Carers support services. So it's absolutely vital that carers have support systems in place that they can access to discuss what they're going through alongside meeting others who may have different methods for coping. There needs to be recognition of cultural differences and also reaching those carers who would not normally use the services, so who don't go to a you know, um, daycare centre or who don't go to their local, you know, use their local resources. But sharing your experience with those who relate stops you from permanently locking down the negative emotions that if internalized for an extended period will affect your health and well-being. So finding out about your local carers group or activities for support or even starting your own amongst, you know, friends and family is important. The art and alternative therapies and more recently garden therapy have always been a go-to for me and I've spent my time researching and developing different ways to not only help me but to give my mum a better quality of interaction whether it be through massage, singing or playing music that she can relate to um, down to creating simple instruments and age-appropriate toys say um, dolls that are dressed like say how my dad used to dress say the, 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 what people used to wear in the 60s or, you know, when they were coming from Jamaica to England, what kind of clothes that they would wear and dressing dolls like that so it can be a talking point. But she appreciates this interaction and I've found the more I speak to people who are, say, in the early stages of dementia or their carers who are caring for people in the later stage of dementia, they appreciate these kind of activities because they don't want to be seen as um, given children's toys or toys for babies that make, you know, noise or, you know, um, books that are for like babies learning to read. They want something that is appropriate to their age. And it means a lot to have those things that are available for them. So whilst in closing, shutting down certain emotions might help you in the short term, you have to realize that it cannot be a permanent solution and it will impact never negatively on your health and well-being over time. Making sure that you have things in place along the way will help you find more balance to your situation. And I will be posting, if you go to my blog, realityarts-creativity, you will find previous posts that I have talked about in my role as a carer looking after mum, but also activities, creative activities that I have utilised in my role as a carer. Things like, you know, journaling, um, instruments that I've created, and like maracas or shakers that are also tactile as well. And if you want to support some of my initiatives to provide free online creative resources for those who are carers, perhaps 
you will consider joining me on Patreon. And if you listen next week, I will be placing details on the description so that you can click on the links and go to the Patreon page and become a patron. Mouthful there, become a patron, and there are a range of different tiers and rewards that you will have access to for signing up and subscribing to the Patreon. So, I hope that that's addressed a range of different issues and it's enabled you to see how, yes, we do have this emotional on off switch that we sometimes have to access, but we need that balance to be in place where we can press the reset button and tap into those emotions that we've shut down on and bring healing and love and nurturing back into our lives and balance. So stay blessed and be a blessing.